This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios. That's boathouse studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S studios. House spelt the German way. Listen, Spielbergo. Schindler and I are like peas in a pod. We're both factory owners. We both made shells for the Nazis, but mine worked, damn it. Now go out there and win me that festival. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. And of course, that episode is uh, the episode, A Star is Burns. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Greg. My name is Alan. And today, we're not talking about The Simpsons at all. Nope. Welcome, welcome everyone to Infinity War Get oh, Hype no. episode. Here we are in Boathouse Studios. It's been 10 years in the making, and finally, right. we're going to see Thanos throw down the gauntlet of Infinity. The Infinity Gauntlet. Alan, on a scale stones. of mm-hmm. 1 to 6 in Infinity Stones. How excited are you? I'm a five because I still don't know where the fucking Soul Stone that's is. That's exactly what I'm at, Was it Soul too. Stone? It's the Soul Stone. <laughs> yeah, that's the one that's I missing. I knew it. Yes, absolutely right. So... <laughs> Alan, this is an unprecedented cinematic moment. In, it's, in, it's, it's really a, a historical it event. It truly is, and um, I'm 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 so glad we have no guest today mm-hmm. to talk about it um, because it would just dilute the experience that it's, we would have. The, basically, what we're saying is the Cinepals are back. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> Surprise, suckers! Yeah, and nothing's going to stop this that is, train. This has been a seventy-plus episode backdoor pilot for a return of the cinema. Repilot. A reboot. Because reboots are fresh. Reboots Reboots are are exciting. Reboots are on point. The reboot of reboot? That's a thing. Yeah, we would be dumb if we didn't take full opportunity of the reboot of reboot and rebooted our own podcast. Thoughts? Reboot. Entering game. Oh. <laughs> uh, but seriously, though. The user wins. <laughs> um, I am super hyped for Infinity War. That was my way of saying what's been going on with me. Oh, great. Lately. So that's a, this is a how you've been? How, yeah, how this is been? How, how we've been. Um, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited for, 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 this, for this little film. I am as well. Yeah. People have seen it already. Yeah, it's crazy. We're seeing it Monday. Yeah. Yeah. But that'll be good. Cause that'll be great. We'll, we're seeing an IMAX. Seeing it in an IMAX. And 2D. 2D. The way yep. it was shot. The, the way it should be. The way it was shot. Yeah. Yeah. Entirely an IMAX 2D. Which is the way you should shoot things. Yeah. It's Get this 3D garbage out of here. No, yeah, yeah. Out no of one my cares. Face, out, of, out of my car. People watch it because they're forced to, but no one likes it. Nobody, nobody Does anyone likes like it? it? Nobody like, likes listeners, it. Listeners, do you like 3D movies? Well, let's movies? talk to a random person on the street. Do you like 3D movies? What? Never mind. Who's? Never oh, mind. Sorry, never we mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> That's why you don't ask vagrants. I'm so sorry. Can you get out of my house? <laughs> Thanks. Make me. <laughs> oh, God damn it. All right. Um, Paint my chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, how have you been? I've been. I've been fine. Uh, I just had my debut as Woohoo Calgary Simpsons trivia host. Oh, last weekend. How'd that go? Well, 
we can ask our guest, who is the oh, other. No, no, no. no. Okay. Let's, let's not bring him in. That was a really good segue. That was a really good segue. <laughs> let's ask the other. Let's ask the other host of Simpsons trivia. Our oh, guest. Wow. Our guest our today, guest. Adam Dehatchik. He's a vagrant who wandered into my house. And Among also, other things, yes. <laughs> he's yes. also the uh, one of the other trivia hosts of Woohoo YYC. Yeah. Simpsons, classic Simpsons trivia. Mm-hmm. So how'd I do? <laughs> Tremendously. Speak it was super fun. Oh, good. It, it was it was actually super fun. It, it was, was it was like recording a guest episode of Two Bad Neighbors, <laughs> except with way more people in the room at the same time, and oh, nice. and way less beer great. and beer field mayhem. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> on my on my side, it was uh, not as nerve wracking as I thought it would be, because I mean I've hosted many trivia's, but. This is probably the, f- I guess Buffy trivia is probably pr- the largest one I've hosted. That actually helped the reverb a lot. Oh, good. Did you notice? I didn't. I did. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm picking up on it now. Let's, uh, let's get stuff. Window. Yes. Yeah. I'm wondering what he's referring to. Our echo chamber is uh, audio ec- podcast. Yeah. Yes. Our, our echo chamber is echoing far less now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And we it's should- also like we got some air in here. This is good. It's flowing in. It's yeah. springtime for Hitler. No. <laughs> Well, anybody really? Yeah, if you He's want. Dead. Not not just for Hitler. Um, so it was like well, we should mention we've moved uh, the recording pod podcast. No? Recording place, recording area, Where zone. studio, the studio. The studio has yeah. been located in a empty room now. Yeah, in your house rather than the basement. Yeah, uh, because one of your roommates left. Yep, and now you have an empty room. Why not make it into yep. a recording studio? Why not? Why not? And uh, this is so. This is our first time in this and the thing studio. Is, the thing is, it's not like the other empty room that we had in the house, which was it's just a tiny little room down there. And like, I don't know why, but Camille's like, she's fine. She's fine in that tiny little room. <laughs> but we wouldn't be able to fit three people in there for to no. record a podcast. No. We've tried it. It doesn't. It's really uncomfortable. We're all involved. Yeah, and like we would be very close to each other. I can. I, fit, I don't like being close to you. No, I know. I sh- you should realize. No, that, I get it. Yeah. 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 This, is, this is why our friendship is based on speaking into mics rather than at each other. Yeah. You know, it's a buffer. No, I get it. <laughs> we both need it. Okay. So, hosting <laughs> um hosting Woohoo was like um was was like a live episode of TBN. In a sense, of In a course. Sense. Uh, I mean, uh would you do you think we would be able to do a live episode of this show? Uh it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. We'd need the right crowd. I just thinking, I'm just, you know. Yeah. Thoughts, yeah. thoughts going through my brain, thoughts going. Well, we are getting closer there. and closer to our hundredth episode. That's true, which is a very special episode for many reasons. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, if we did a live one, have you done that the would math? Be the one, what? Oh, I've done the math. What episode it would be? And I know what episode it's going to be. I think I know what episode it I'm is. Not too. Gonna, I'm not going to say it, but if <laughs> anyone out there wants to do the math, <laughs> you might be able, be able to figure it out. I think it's I know very what special. It is. Was not planned, <laughs> but it happened. Uh, <laughs> so we have to do it then. We have to do it. <laughs> so we have a couple mail yes, we do. bag to get caught up on because we have been away from the studio for a while. We yes. did do our bonus episode yeah, that was to fun. celebrate our three years. Um, but I kind of left some normal mail for now. Norman Mailer. Norman Mailer, I left him for now. Yep. We did have a message from... Fan of the show. <laughs> so uh, the, the last... Real episode we did was Homer vs. Patty and Selma. That's right. But right before that was Bart vs. Australia. Yes. Which we had a couple people talk about. A fiendishly popular episode. Yes. 
Not uh, of The Simpsons, but of our show. Of course. So Rory sent us a message. Hi, Rory. He's from New Zealand. Yeah. Or the Canada of Australia. Well, won't talk way down there. As, <laughs> as he puts it. Um, longtime listener. Uh, <laughs> he would have, would have uh, sent some fan email earlier, but he is stumped by what the hell numerical three means. It's very fair. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, it means the number three. It literally means the number three. It I I still didn't get it. I was like, why does Greg always say that? I thought it was just a fun little inside joke. It's so but many extra letters. N U M E. All right. Uh, who needs them? Am I right? Am I right? Oh, tough crowd. Uh, so he's been enjoying our witty banter and most recently the episode Bart vs. Australia. He would like to say on behalf of New Zealand, there are no hard feelings for the shots fired at our country. All in good humor, of course. After all, Australia needs a win after going through six prime ministers in around five years. Ooh, political shots. Jokes aside, The Simpsons has always been a part of my childhood. It was the most adult show I was able to watch at such a young age. I remember owning a disc called Simpsons Too Hot for TV. It felt like a gateway into adulthood in a way, something I could relate to people with no matter what age, and it always stuck with me. And P.S., Lisa's rival is the best Simpsons. I have never liked kid characters who often have PhD-level understandings of things, and the episode is so self-aware of that and makes it funny. So that was from Rory. Thank you for the message, Rory. We appreciate it. And enjoy your time in New Zealand. It's his life. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm just saying have a good life. Uh, in response, um, I just think that's one of the great things about animation is that you can have a, uh, eight year old with a college level intellect and it doesn't have to feel stupid or saccharine Mm -hmm. because you actually have a 38 year old woman doing the role. Right. And they can bring all of the, uh, added knowledge of, you know, being a good actor, to that role and making it believable. Whereas if you got an actual precocious eight-year-old, I would just want to punch that fucker in the face. Except young Sheldon, of course. Except young Sheldon. That kid gets me. He's, he's, really, he's real smart. It's Canada's number two show. Is it really? Next to the Big Bang Theory. Ugh. According to CTV. Is <laughs> uh, <laughs> there a second source on that? <laughs> No. According to BigBangTheory.com, <laughs> the number two show is Young Sheldon. Um, next mail we got was from frequent guest and friend of the podcast, Janelle. Oh. We have, uh, you, she could just like talk to us. You know, That's true. Like, I but she likes, like, you oh, see her on a regular she, basis. <laughs> she likes you know, writing in and making it official. Uh, that's, that's question fair. number one. I mean, not question, but two items of business. On the previous episode of the podcast, uh, Greg, a.k.a. English Greg, insisted that Bart vs. Australia episode with Aussie Greg was our longest episode yet. However, it appears that you have two episodes that are longer. The auto show, Bart's Friend Falls in Love, which is one hour, 44 minutes, 34 seconds, and Flaming Moe's Burns Verkofender Kraftwerk at one hour, 39 minutes, 43 seconds, whereas Mm -hmm. Barber's Australia Mm -hmm. clocks Mm -hmm. in at a cool one hour, 36 minutes, and 58 Mm -hmm. seconds. You'll notice that it's the, um, that that we're talking about one episode. Uh Uh-huh. Still wrong. Still wrong, Greg. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway. (laughs) Longest time spent per episode? Yeah. Arguably. Easily. Uh, As an aside... Uh, confirming that our shortest episode is Homer's Odyssey slash No Disgrace Like Home at a mere 47 minutes. Oh, yeah. We had very little to say let's about Let's try and episodes. get back to that number. <laughs> no, I like an hour. Oh, God damn. Uh, <laughs> second order business. 
She's backing up Allie in that Homer's comment in King Size Homer to, uh, Homer about ordering a tab flew right over her head until basically the mess the moment we reference it being soft drink on the show. Mm. So we've educated people. Oh, that's good. Uh, and she also assumed Homer thought he was starting a bar tab for endless lemonades and beers, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Sure. When I first saw it, I thought that, too. Yeah. So that's something we discussed on Homer vs. Patty and Selma. I always knew it was a soft drink because I just somehow knew that was a thing. But I can understand if you didn't know what tab was, that could be a uh, You really loved a viable caffeine-free sugar water. I didn't like it. I just knew what it was. You were up to date. You're right. up to date on it. I'm, I'm just, I mean, I'm just learned. Yes, and. Um, anything else? Last thing is, in preparation for our episode on A Star is Burns, which mm-hmm. is this one, she came across a live-action shot-for-shot remake of Barney's sensitive yet unfortunately t- titled Pocahontas, mm. which is especially funny because it's in German, with a warbling, somewhat Barney-esque accent thrown on top. And she gave us a link, so I can uh, share that link as well. Yes, please. If anyone wants to watch a live-action version of <laughs> Pocahontas. I and do. In German, of course. Yep. Of course. Of course. And last but not do. least, we had a message from our friend of the podcast, James, a.k.a. The Real Jims. He just wanted to write and congratulate us on three years of the Two Bad Neighbors podcast. The content we do is great. It has really made a lot of boring work days fly by. And then he asks, why are you all so down on season one? Sure, it's not nearly as funny as the later seasons, but season one is chock full of charm points. It's like the Simpsons version of a Charlie Brown Christmas. It's so darn charming and rough. His only conclusion is that we are not fans of frosty chocolate milkshakes from the Real Gems. Oh, Real Gems. I miss you. Come back (laughs) on the show. Um, Yeah. Why are we so down on season one, Greg? That's a really great question, actually. Um, No surprise came from... Uh, Mr. Real Jims. Um, <laughs> Simpsons scholar, some, yeah. some might say. I would say. Yeah. Um, he knows more about it than we do. He does. Uh, For those that aren't aware, check out his channel on YouTube, The Real Jims. He, he does hardly Simpsons needs Mysteries. our help, but definitely he check it out. He just recently did a uh, Simpsons history, or Sim- yeah, Simpsons history uh, for, uh, was it Hans, Hans Molman, I believe? Oh, I got to see that. I haven't seen that. Yeah, so he's that's, that's his, his other kind of offshoot currently. He does reviews of episodes. He does like, pits episodes against each other um, that are thematically similar. Mm-hmm. And then he, uh, Simpsons Mysteries is how we got into him, uh, of course, when we first found him. Yeah. And now he's doing like Simpsons character histories, which are very interesting. So, yeah. But he had he, he asked us a question. Yes. And feel free to jump in on this with us, Adam. Yes. Um, why are we so down on season one? I can't speak for Alan. I can't speak for Adam. Um, you can speak for me. I really think I just, I don't, I don't like the... I think the I think it's too easy. I don't I don't like how it's it's just not the show that I fell in love with as a kid. Every time a season 1 episode would come on, I was like what is this show? It feels like a completely different show. Um and in response to the it's like a Charlie Brown Christmas, um I think you're right. For the Christmas episode. <laughs> um like that would you say the Christmas episode is the best episode of season one? I would. Yeah, yeah, I I'd actually would. I I think it's the one that I could easily go back to and watch just because um, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Simpsons family. Mm-hmm. I, I like them operating as a family and. Um, Chess, uh, Simpsons roasting over an open fire is uh, is a great Simpsons roasting over an open chestnut. Yeah, is a is just a great example of an excellent uh, Christmas special. Yeah, and that's I think one of the reasons why they don't do many of them. 
I kind of equate because I am down on season one and a little bit of season two, uh, but not as much as, you know, Zombie Simpsons. Yeah. Of course. But I think I kind of equate it to, you know, like, uh, it's, it's, it's still coming into its own. So you kind of respect yeah. that. Yeah. Going back to it, you're not like, yeah, you're like oh, this is fine. It's like it's like like if you you know, there's like a child that you, that like, you like, and and like the child in their like when they're a baby, yeah, they're not really like you, you don't really care, but you're like you're like this is gonna be cool, <laughs> eventually. This is probably gonna be a cool person. Yeah, once it is you know smarter than a dog. Yeah, and so that's why you know you you always have some appreciation of where it came from, but you're not as interested in this baby as you are this human being that is your friend, perhaps. That's why everybody's embarrassed about baby pictures. That's, yeah. Nobody likes to know where you came Versus from. Versus Zombie Simpsons, which is like when the, that person has gotten old and senile and is rambling on the sidewalk. That baby is now so old that all it ever does is yell about this week's guest star. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, mm-hmm. oh, we get it. We don't care. Lady Gaga. You need Lady to, Gaga. You need to die. You know, when you're like <laughs> just talking to old people, like you need to die. Yeah, I've yeah. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I go. And they to, they know it often no, I go too. To, no, I often go. They're like it's my time. I, I often. And go the doctors to, uh, are like, "No, we're going to keep you alive." And that doctor, you guessed it, Al Jean. Fuck you, Al Jean. <laughs> <laughs> Let the patient die. No, I often go to uh, to to hospice care wings of hospitals and uh-huh. speak to like ninety three year old people and say, "Al Jean's the one keeping <laughs> you alive right now." <laughs> Blame Al Jean. Yeah. You just whisper that in their ears. Yeah. And then they don't know why they hate this man named yeah, Algene. Yeah, but they do. Mm-hmm. Quit prolonging everyone's misery, Al. <laughs> uh, speaking of Algene. Oh, he returns in this episode. I mean, I'd rather <laughs> yeah. not speak of Algene. But, but we have to. We got to talk about this episode. Yep, yeah, we got to talk about A Star is Burns. That's why you're here. That is why you're here. How the hell are you here? What, what, what are you doing? What, 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 <laughs> what brings you to this episode specifically? You requested it. You did. I did. You're the reason we took so damn long to record it. Among other reasons. Yeah, we have really <laughs> bad schedules. <laughs> I work coordinate. I work in the evenings. You work like a normal person. I'm uh, free almost always. <laughs> <laughs> Guys? <laughs> Guys? <laughs> Guys? Guys? <laughs> but we are talking about A Star is Burns, the 18th episode of season six, written yeah. by Ken Keeler, directed by Susie Dieter, and originally aired March 5th, 1995. What's wrong, Al? Couldn't write a script about your own damn ch- TV show? Jesus Christ. Well, he didn't write the script. Hmm? He didn't write the script. Oh, to, for this episode? Correct. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. my point. Oh, sorry. He came back to executive produce s- it, but he couldn't write the damn script right, for it? I, I understand. I mean, he's written what could be called a script in the past. Yeah. That's true. Some would call it that. Yeah. There's there there's certain creative interpretations. There's of, words and there's characters and I assume he printed it out. <laughs> <laughs> Probably had a highlighter. I he mean, highlighted the very worst jokes in the episode <laughs> that were eventually cut. Okay, this one's Al's favorite. Get rid of it now. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Reese probably did all the work. Yeah. <laughs> Quit riding Mike's coattails, Al. <laughs> uh, no success of your own, Al. Love to have you on the show. Yeah, come on the show. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Love to hear your perspective. Really would. So, yeah, so this episode, uh, we just watched it. Great episode. Uh, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> but what exactly... Is this one of your favorite episodes, Adam? It's definitely up there, yeah. Yeah. Would you call it your favorite or would you it'd be kind of, you know, one of those things where it's tough to really nail it down? 
As it a, is, as it is very tough to uh, nail down a favorite, but for me, it's definitely in the running, yeah. yeah. Right on. So what's some of your... Now it makes sense. <laughs> what's some of, of your favorite things about this episode? Of course, it all adds up. Um, partly the fact that we've uh, often talked about references sort of sailing over our heads as kids, and when I first watched this episode, and for a while after I had... I didn't realize it was a cheap cartoon crossover. <laughs> I had no idea who yeah. Jay Sherman the critic was. Yeah. I thought it was just John Lovitz providing another hilarious character. character. Yeah. yeah. Same. He's he's always been a fantastic guest. I was like, oh hey, John Lovitz is back. He's got this <laughs> partially likable film cri- cricket character. character. Yeah. Film cricket character, film yes. Cr- <laughs> yeah. Film cricket. <laughs> um so it's uh it definitely helps that uh, I never saw it as a sort of cheap ploy to boost ratings for uh, another show, as some have criticized it in the past. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can say who? <laughs> Matt Groening. As, as Matt <laughs> Groening has criticized yeah. it in the past. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I actually was familiar with The Critic when I saw this. Um, I'd only seen like a couple episodes, but it was at least in my mind when it happened that I'm like, oh. So like when he does, you know, oh, I smell another cheap cartoon crossover. Oh, tr- oh, oh. oh God. Pardon me. He just had a stroke. Sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> just the demons were trying to get out again. Um, <laughs> what I do remember is uh, seeing the promos Back for this. Demons. Oh, oh he's, he's flicking water at me. It's not even the, holy the water. The power so of Greg compels you. It's just, what we is couldn't that, afford Evian? Christ. I can't afford Evian. Was it Dasani? It's Nestle Pure Life. Nestle Pure Life. This was bottled in some guy's bathtub in Philadelphia. You know that Evian is as well? (laughs) Like, yeah, but they charge more. more It's it's a more expensive bathtub. This this came in a um in like a meal combo. (laughs) So why would you go for the Nestle water of all things? Because I'm not drinking sugar water anymore. I'm not drinking pop anymore. Okay, that actually is a pretty virtuous decision, but I'm sorry you're <laughs> stuck with Nestle Pure Life. Me too, me too. But like, it, but it, it's like it's well, healthy. Here's the thing: the nectar it of comes, the gods. It comes with, it, the combo comes with a drink. Where are you getting right? this combo? I, I was at a, the shawarma place. Okay. Okay. Right. Go on. I was getting a, I was getting a shawarma combo, and it comes with a drink. And I'm yep. not just gonna be like, no, don't give me a drink because they're uh, not. There's no value in that. There's no value in that at all. Now I have yeah, a bottle of water. Gonna, they're not going to reduce the price. No, they're not. You don't choose, they're going to be like, well, you still pay the same amount, sir. Yeah. So take We're a drink. We're trying to run a business here, sir. Yeah, so like, yeah. okay, fine. I've been through this. I will this, take the, yeah. the bottled water. I've been through this song and dance before. Give me the bottle of, of water. Yeah. And because you guys, no one stocks like carbonated water or even club soda, right? I drink a club yeah. soda, but they don't stock it. They just stock like Sprite, Diet Coke, Coke, and maybe Coke Zero. So, bottoms up. I'll take the Nestle. This has been Greg's Hydro Chat. So, as I was saying, crisp. Get hyped for Infinity War. Here we go. (laughs) Where that Soul Stone at? Where that? Where that? Deadpool odds. Wakanda. 10 to 1 on on Iron Man. I'm guessing Wakanda. I guess it's in Wakanda? Yeah. I think it's in the heart of their vibranium mine. Whoa. It's right in there. He's going to go like, yeah. fuck it up and totally. grab it. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Yoink. <laughs> Yoink. Yoink. That's how we get back on track. Um, I saw the previews for this episode where it specifically said, you know, I think it had that clip of like Bart being like, oh, I smell another cheap cartoon crossover. Yeah. Bart Simpson, meet Jay Sherman, the critic. Yeah. And... 
because of that, I knew that it was a crossover. And I had seen enough previews of The Critic. I may have not even seen any episodes at that point Mm -hmm. to know that it was a crossover. But I definitely watched the show The Critic because of this episode. There you go. It worked. It it worked, you guys. Although not for long because I didn't really care for it. (laughs) Seems like something I would really like, you know? A bunch of movie parodies and satire. Yeah. But it just kind of, I don't know, just kind of rang hollow. Probably because it was. Probably because Al Jean wrote it. Yeah. Think so. Fuck you, Al. You ruined two shows. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and maybe some more that we're not even aware of yet. Yeah, for all I know. And no, that square only counts for one <laughs> on the that's, bingo. That's right. You so you can't, like, not every time we say it, you can't count you can't more. Just keep than, doing you can't it. just keep doing it. I mean, it. you can. Like, bingo, that's, if you know how bingo works, if they, if they called B11, and then for some reason they called B11 again. You're just going to daub the same yeah, square. Yeah, I mean, you can daub it, but you can't it's, like it's not use it as do a freebie. Anything for yeah, you. Just, just, just make yeah. your paper a bit more soaked it's in just ink. just the one square. Just one square, you so, guys. I'm no. calling that 67. Big No. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Get out. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, aside from the crossover element, yeah. I think this is a solid episode. And like you, like you guys said, that you didn't, weren't even aware it was a crossover... How did it work for you in that sense? Like, did you were you ever like, oh, because of this new character, I I don't enjoy it, or I don't know, something like that? No, um, J- uh, John Lovitz is uh, is a seamless integration into The Simpsons. I think it would be maybe a little bit more out of left field if they had like a a guest star that wasn't so um, like built into the fabric of the Simpsons already. But even if they did, they it, it wouldn't have like been that jarring because they've had multiple guest stars in this point. They bring on one-off characters already yeah. at this point and you don't see them again. And that's, that's, that's fine. Like, although uh, we do see Jay Sherman at least once more, twice, twice more. Okay. Yeah. When Artie Ziff comes back in that. Oh, right. Artie see, Ziff you see episode. all of John Levitt's yeah. characters. Um, and of course when it stinks, it stinks. It stinks. It yes, stinks. Mr. Sherman, everything stinks. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so if you want to see, I guess, two more episodes of the critic, <laughs> go see those ones. Um, but if they had like, if they had done, cause he's a New York film critic, so yeah. that's how it kind of works because obviously he isn't built into Springfield. Yeah. He lives in New York and they just happen to see him on TV and they invite him over. Um, but if they had done like a real critic, oh, like a, like a Roger, like Roger, if Roger Ebert guest starred, that might've been a bit more jarring. Especially in this timeline of The Simpsons in season six, when they don't have too many uh, celebrities voice themselves as main characters, like they have the occasional you know celebrity voicing themselves, even in this episode, uh, but they're very small little bit parts. Yeah, and that's what usually makes it funnier, in my opinion. Like yeah. James Taylor. <laughs> yeah, that's very <laughs> yeah, funny. when he comes into yeah. Mission Control. Um, no, I really I can't think of any. I don't know if I, I might be speaking wrong, but I can't remember at this point there being any main characters that are celebrities playing themselves. At this, at this point, like the closest we got is Michael Jackson. I was thinking Michael I Jackson. I suppose so, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's the closest the we closest, got. Yeah, because uh, technically that is Leon Compensate. Yes, technically is Leon. <laughs> um, and he's also voiced by Hank Azaria, right? Yes. I think that's Hank Azaria. Yeah. yeah. Um, at the end. Yeah. Anyway, uh, before that, it's uh, Ray J. What is it, John John J. John J. Smith or something? Yeah, something like that. Um, not Michael Jackson, that's for sure. 
Jay Don't Sherman, fly. I always thought was a really, really great idea as a Simpsons character because I didn't know it was a, I didn't know he was a crossover. <laughs> like uh, it went completely over my head. I never saw this in first run. I only saw it in syndication, and I really enjoyed this episode because I really enjoyed Jay. Mm-hmm. I thought he was a really fun one-off character. Uh, that a foil to Homer. Uh, yeah, great foil to Homer, and he had some great lines of his own. Um, specifically, his the the opening scene that we first see him on his TV show. That's like my favorite part of uh, Charles Bronson. Death Wish Nine, Death Wish Nine, and yep. the um, in the McBain. Let's right. let's get let's silly. Get silly. Yep. Yeah, um, like I, I loved that. I thought that was yeah. really really funny. I thought that's his best part. And um, John Lovitz is such a just a naturally has a naturally funny voice and naturally great delivery, and he just uh, seamlessly integrates with the whole plot of the show. That um, as soon as I found out that it was a crossover, a I didn't care. <laughs> um, B, I didn't think it cheapened the show at all. C, the show that it was promoting was so small and so insignificant compared to what The Simpsons eventually became. Hear that, Al? Um, that it literally show is garbage. doesn't matter. And the fact that, I just want to get right into this, the fact that Matt Groening <laughs> to this day he does not appear on the dvd commentary the only one this one episode this one other dvd commentary as far as i know yeah because i haven't bought the you know past season 10 but for the whole he's on every single every single one of the entire first 10 seasons that we know of except this one shows me that that man is just as bad as al jean oh boy (laughs) hot take wow he is a small, petty man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I completely agree with what James L. Brooks said about it. He is, everybody likes him, and he took credit for everyone's work. And he's just been making money off of the backs of these people for 30 years. And it is grotesque. He doesn't strike me as being easy to work with. Matt Groening? God, no. No, of course not. He thinks he owns the show. He thinks it's his show. That's laughable. That's so funny to me. And he also takes his name off the the credits in this episode. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And like he didn't even like when when uh, when it came out on DVD, he didn't even go back and be like, oh, just put my name back on there. It's fine. You know what? I was right. I made a mistake. It's a good episode. Yeah. Like, he could have just said that. Yeah? Just being like, yeah, sorry. That was uh, a little shitty of me. Um, Put my name back on it. I'll do the commentary, and I'll talk about it. So I was just trying to find the quote here. Um, So uh, this is what James L. Brooks said after this kind of, like, he wanted to take his Yeah, this is great. This is great. I am furious with Matt. Yeah. He's been going to everybody who wears a suit at Fox and complaining about this. When he voiced his concerns about how to draw the critic into the Simpsons universe, he was right, and we agreed to his changes. Certainly he's allowed his opinion, but airing this publicly publicly in the press is going too far. This has been my worst fear, that the Matt we know privately is going public. He is a gifted, adorable, cuddly ingrate. (laughs) But his behavior right now is rotten. And it's not pretty when a rich man acts like this. It's really not, is it? Yeah. And then, uh, so Matt's response, or his kind of reasoning that he gives, uh, 
that I can find. The two reasons I am opposed to this crossover is that I don't want any credit or blame for the critic, and I feel this encroachment of another cartoon character violates the Simpsons universe. The critic has nothing to do with the Simpsons world. And then he fears that uh, fans of The Simpsons will accuse us of making the crossover episode just to advertise a critic. That's why I've had my name removed on this episode. Weak. Which is ridiculous. Weak. Weak at best. (laughs) Weak at best. um, Shamefully childish at worst. I think think the reason it it works, because I can understand where he would be coming from if the show The Critic was something different. The fact that The Critic is... In in universe, uh, a, a film review show that airs on TV makes it work because then the kind of meta talk about you know if you'd ever like to come on my show, it's not like if you ever like to come on the the critic, you know, hit show on Fox. It's in universe it makes sense because he's saying like my show, my film talk show, and you know Bart says now nah, we're not going to be doing that, and it's it's kind of funny because it's like yeah, no, this is the only crossover we're doing. But it works in the universe as well because, like, Bart is like, shut up. <laughs> yeah. Care. Like, they poke fun at themselves for doing it. They lampshade it just enough yeah. for me that it's like that that the meta jokes actually work and they're funny. Like, I feel another cheap cartoon crossover. I think that's a funny joke. Yeah. Um, I suddenly feel so dirty. I also think that's a very funny joke. Um, and like, if Hank Hill, I know there is technically an episode where Hank Hill appears, but yep. it's like a cameo. But yeah. if Hank Hill appeared as like a main character in an episode, I would agree. I'd be like, this is so stupid. This is just a way to promote King of the Hill. It's yeah. so ridiculous. But for some reason, this, be- again, I think it's because the universe of the critic seamlessly integrates into The Simpsons. He's on a television show. Yes. They found a way to make having someone from a television show like that make sense in their world. They redrew him to look like he lives in the Simpsons yes. world. Because in the critics, if, if people haven't watched it, he's, you know, got pink skin. Yeah. I think probably five fingers. I don't remember. Yeah, he doesn't have an underbite. He doesn't have an overbite. <laughs> he, he has a chin. Yes. Um, and so... So they, so they Simpsonized him. They, they, yeah, they made him a Simpsons character, and that's where the problems stop. Yeah. As soon as you do that, he f- seamlessly integrates, and then the problems are over. And there was... Um, there was something that I remember reading in uh, John Ortved's book, uh, the unauthorized biography of the Simpsons. Um, he took a whole bunch of these cause this, like this, this particular episode makes up like a whole chapter of it. Um, because it's like, there's a schism that, that, that is formed in this episode between Brooks and Groening, Right. And they obviously, because he didn't do a fucking commentary on it, haven't, let it lie because they're children, I guess. Um, and one of the things that James L. Brooks said was that this was Matt, sorry, this was uh, Mike and Al's big break. This was their chance to go out and make their show. Um, after having written and show run some of the best seasons of the Simpsons, um, they were on the Simpsons until season four and for all of season four. And like, yeah, they they ran that show very well. They ran, they wrote some great stuff for it, and then this was their opportunity to go off. And like, why wouldn't Matt want to get behind some of the um, best talent that came out of The Simpsons and spin it off and be like, yeah, look at what we did, kind of like a Saturday Night Live thing, right? S- like, why wouldn't you want to get behind that? 
why wouldn't you want to be a jumping ground for some of these people? And like, that makes so much sense to me. Like you're being a dick. He's a huge dick about this. Yeah, I agree. Um, but let's, um, let's let that lie. Yeah. Maybe. And, uh, <laughs> the way Matt never could. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about the, uh, the, the, plot, the plot of this episode <laughs> and, um, how yeah, got one of those. Marge's idea for a film festival is actually something that the entire town can get behind. And the, well, and the reason it's, it's spurred. It. It's spurred on. They have a town meeting, as they often do. This is a very silly reason, and it's <laughs> so obviously just a, we need a town we meeting. We need a reason, yeah. We need a reason for a town meeting. We all stink. We all what? <laughs> <laughs> but that does still tie in with other depictions of Springfield. We know oh, Springfield yes. is terrible, yes. and occasionally there's been other publicity, like Newsweek's cover story, America's Worst City. Yeah. This this is nothing new that Springfield is notoriously awful. Yeah. What was America, America's Crud Bucket? Is that... Uh, crud Basket? They're, uh, yeah. <laughs> Springfield like is America's that. Crud Bucket, <laughs> and Little Pwagmata Squarmset Port yeah. is America's <laughs> Scrod <Crud> Basket. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait for Summer of Four Foot Two. That's a great episode. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. It's so good. You got the dud. <laughs> uh, you got the dud. Looks <laughs> like, like you, Poindexter. Uh, classic. Stand but, up for yourself, Poindexter. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the uh, it's basically everyone's like, hey, our town, everyone has a negative vision of our town. How yeah. can we like, you know, s- spruce it up? Film festival, culture. Film festival, yeah. You know. That makes sense. That stuff. Isn't there or, one going on right now? It uh, just ended. Just ended. Yeah, the Calgary Underground Film Festival. There you go. Which I went to uh, five movies for it. Uh, how many of them were good? Uh, I would say four to five. Nice. Yeah. That's a good ratio. Yeah. I'll take that any day. There's just one that I was just kind of meh on. But, oh. But it was fine. C plus? Yeah. Like it, right. just, it, it, it had a lot of potential. It's called ah. Timeshare. And it was like this family goes to this you know timeshare community. Mm-hmm. For vacation, and mm-hmm. then like things start going wrong, and I, like it seemed like it was trying to go into this like eerie like weirdness, and it just never kind of went fully there. So the guy kind of has this like meltdown because he's like, ah, like this place isn't nice, and like they're trying to mess me up and steal my family and all this stuff. And uh, R.J. Mitty <laughs> from Breaking oh, yeah, Bad, yeah, Breaking Bad, yeah, plays the like owner of the um. The timeshare community, uh-huh. and so you know if when you're when you're thinking like I need to cast a charismatic, outspoken, uh, silver-tongued businessman, mm. I mean you immediately go R.J. Mitty. Who right? are you going to go for, Aaron Eckhart? <laughs> Come on, get out, Mitty, all Mitty, the way, Mitty all the way. Yeah, of course. So it, <laughs> to be fair to him, he, like he did fine. Like it, he wasn't the, but it was just, it was very kind of odd because that's, think that's what I know. I don't know. I don't know what residuals are from Breaking Bad or yeah, what, like, what he got paid for it. Cause probably not that much. Yeah. But I mean, he's like, an unknown in a T, you know, a network television, not network, sorry, a cable television show. But those resis though. Those, those resis. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Calgary Underground Film Festival was great. I look forward to next year. Springfield so. Film Festival was not. Um, well, yeah. Well, it was and it wasn't. This is uh, this is an interesting one because I think it's like it's it's the start of that. This this is, might be the first time I've seen this, but it's not the last. Um, 
This episode clearly influences one of the great episodes of Clone High. Oh, sure. Yeah. The, f- the film festival episode. Tears of a Clone, I think it's called. Uh, yeah, something like that. A Rope of Sand. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> Colon. Colon. A rope of Sand. Good title. It draws the reader <laughs> in without giving too much away. <laughs> Wesley. Whack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think every single episode of Clone High is great, but the film festival episode is um, particularly wonderful because we get to see all of these different sides mm-hmm. to the characters in it. And one of the great things about having what is essentially a clip show in the middle of your in the middle of your story is you get to just original clips but yeah original clips show. but you get to vignettes kind of yeah, yeah you get to set them up for just really 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 quick jokes that have they don't even have to, anything to do with a story you just like what would be funny if this character did it go and i think uh, they do it so beautifully what i found out always weird when i was a kid watching this one is the fact that there didn't seem to be any structure to it mm. because mm-hmm. it was like you know barney's movie pucahontas seems like a full short film yeah, that actually feels like a short film. Yeah, and then there's like Burns's, which seems like we just see snippets of it, I'm pretty yeah. sure, right? Yeah. But it seems like a full-length movie. <laughs> yeah. And it then you get stuff like uh, Mo Better Blues or uh, was it Bright Lights Beef Jerky? Yeah, Bright, bright Where Lights it's just like two, mi- two seconds long. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, I guess like when you have a town like Springfield all submitting their films, they were probably like, we can't organize these. We'll just show them all one after the other. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> We also probably can't afford awards for multiple categories. Yeah, so, so it's just one which, film Which win. of you is the best? Go. <laughs> we'll give an award to Itchy and Scratchy and the winner. Like, how bizarre would yeah. it be if the Oscars were like, you know, oh, best picture nominees are The Revenant and this short from Pixar <laughs> and this documentary. You know, like, if they were all lumped together and you'd be like, how do you gauge which one's... They're different art forms, you guys. Two full-length features, six (laughs) short films, one YouTube vlog, (laughs) (laughs) and a Netflix stand-up comedy special. (laughs) And this live-action play that will happen right now. (laughs) Which one's best, guys? You can only pick one. You can only pick one. It's either playing off-Broadway or off-off-Broadway. I forget how <laughs> off it is. <laughs> but, yeah, it's. I remember just thinking that was really bizarre. But, I mean, obviously, for a cartoon sitcom, they did mm, fine. Do whatever you want. Yeah, whatever. Uh, what's your favorite film of the ones we see? Uh, <laughs> um... Oh God! It's probably um, man getting hit by football. Hans Molman Pictures presents. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a football in the groin. It's a football in the groin. It works on so many levels. <laughs> Delivers what it promises. It really does. He <laughs> I mean, gets hit by that football. Like it's it's like if I go into Avengers: Infinity War and it's not about an infinite war. I'm going to be really upset. Mm. So get hype, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned for next week when we'll probably talk about it. Yeah. (laughs) And whether we liked it or not, because this is the Cinepals. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd say that's probably... (laughs) Although I'll be, to be honest, I think... 
Can Weirdly, I, I really like a Burns for All Seasons. Uh, uh, <sighs> because I know Mr. Burns. Yeah, yeah. It's only because I can see it from that stepped back uh, vision. Yeah. Right? If I lived in Springfield, yes, I would probably boo as well. Yeah. Um, well, one of the best things about uh, Burns for All Seasons is that we see the making of it. Yeah. Um, the only other movie that we see the actual making of is uh, Ned Flanders' Unfinished Bible Epic. Right. Which we never... We see Bart's s- as well. But right, right. But I don't right. think he submits that Yeah, one. he probably doesn't. Um... <laughs> The Eternal Struggle. Yeah, The Eternal Struggle. Um, So, like, I just, I love that we see some of the making of this movie, and that makes it a little bit special. Um, I was actually going to change mine. I actually really love the George C. Scott football in the groin. (laughs) Well, that's not from the Springfield. (laughs) No, that's true, but I really love it. I think (laughs) it's a a remake that improves (laughs) on the source material in a major way. (laughs) Yeah, he says, ow, my groin. (laughs) Yeah. That's a really good <laughs> change. It's a really good adaptation. It's a really good dialogue now. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it's like, it really, it's a representation of the silent film era transforming into the talkies. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good help. Yeah. And that's why he won the Oscar. That's right. But <laughs> I do, th- I do feel like uh, a Burns for All Seasons is. Uh, a very good representation of what's wrong with cinema. Oh yeah. Here's what I think everyone will like. Yeah. And then now let's throw money it, at it until it's good. Yeah. And also like everything, not just not sticking to one thing. It's like here people like uh monsters, people like things getting destroyed. All right, people like Dwayne Johnson. Here we go, Rampage. Got it. Move on. Next. That seemed one that one seemed like a no-brainer though. <laughs> Am I right? No. Rampage? That looks right. terrible. Rampage is great. No, it isn't. It's a monkey. Giant it's, monkey. There's it's a gorilla. He's friends with He's an ape. He's friends okay. with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. How dare you? Because of course. They're great friends. Yeah. They and go way back. A flying w- werewolf thing. Why wouldn't there be? That and sounds a giant amazing. Lizard. I'm going to watch this movie. I know you I'm are. I'm going to watch I this movie and I'm going it. to love it. You're probably gonna love it. Yeah. I don't care. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought you did. But. No, I care no. when you like good movies. Oh, Greg. okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. What if it's actually good though? It's not. What if it is? It's not. It might be. I don't think. It, I, I'm just saying it might be. Could be. Could be fun. You never know until you. That's like you know. That's like seeing shit on the sidewalk oh. and being like, "What if there's gold inside?" Yeah, of course it's possible. <laughs> I can't see it, but I'm not gonna dig into the shit to find out. Well, you know what? I will. I know. <laughs> I'll do it for you. You always. I'll do. let you know if I find anything. Okay. <laughs> let me know if there's gold in there. All right. You won't, you won't get share any. it with me, but you'll just be like, "See, I was right." Yeah. Absolutely not. You, you're getting none of it. <laughs> no. It's <laughs> a good analogy. I like it. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't come up with that. You wrote it down. I see it. It's uh, right no. there. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I've been found out. It's like finding it's on shit on the sidewalk. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> You got crib notes? It says draft five. It says draft five right on your phone. I mean, that's pretty good. You got you can't just go with draft one. No, you you gotta rewrite. But you rewrote it five times. You gotta perfect it, man. I mean, that's fair. That shows quality craftsmanship. It's writing one oh one. Write a lot. What was your favorite one? What? Did you say your favorite one? Was it, was Birds it Burns for all seasons? Burns for all seasons. And uh, Adam? 
I mean, it's an obvious answer to go with either football in the groin or Pocahontas, but A Burns for All Seasons strikes me as the sort of thing that would be really, really fun to watch mm, mm-hmm. at midnight in an independent theater where there's a whole lot of beer available and it doesn't cost very much. <laughs> like it's, it seems like it would be destined to get that sort of treatment. Like how absolutely. long do you think it is? Two and a half oh, hours. Oh boy. Two and a half hours? Yep. Ooh, I'm going to go longer. It seems like it's a parody of those. I mean, not just because of the Heston scene, but those like classic fifties epics, which mm. probably would have been this great new <laughs> idea in Mr. Burns's disheveled old brain. Yeah, so like, Lawrence of Arabia is yep. like four hours long. Uh, ben Hur, four hours long. Yeah, the yeah. Ten yep. Commandments, four hours long. Yeah. So, they liked so, doing that back then. Oh yeah. Plus, Cleopatra, four hours long. Plus uh, Miss, Mr. Burns doesn't strike me as the guy to leave anything on the cutting room floor. That's a good point. Unless he did 20 takes and that was the best well, one. Well, I mean, that's, well, here's well, you the see thing all the genres, that. too. Yeah. Like, oh, so yeah. Clearly he's, you, you have know. to get through all of these. I'm going to call it three and a half hours at least. Yeah? Okay. That's Return fair. of the King. Theatrical <laughs> cut numbers. And won just as many Oscars. 11? It won 11 Oscars? It was Burns for All Seasons? Didn't it? Nope. Okay. Football in the groin 111 Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) I always get those two confused. The soundtrack from uh, Man Getting Hit by Football is just spectacular. It really enhances the... It's like when people people (laughs) tell me that, you know, Shakespeare in Love won in 98. And I'm like, oh, really? Wasn't Saving Private Ryan? Seems like it should have been. No, yeah. It's shocking. (laughs) It's... I mean, Spielberg already had his Oscar. Well, he won director. Did he? For that one, for, okay, for Simon Private yeah. Ryan, yeah, he won win for Schindler's List, and yeah, it's one of the one of the split, one of those ones, yeah, yeah, which is happening more and more. Yes, which is great. Sure, I like it. It's fine. Didn't happen this year. Did it not? I can't remember. Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water. <laughs> yeah, and my Shyamalan's <laughs> Lady in the Water. <laughs> <laughs> he won his Oscar finally, finally. for the re-release. Overdue, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sha- Shyamalan's been waiting for way too long. Did he win supporting actor for that too? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, he he cleaned up best writer <laughs> wow. or best uh, best original screenplay because it's definitely original. Oh no, actually, it was adapted screenplay. It was yeah. adapted from the stories that he told his ch- children when he was. I think he won both then. Yeah, adapted I think, I think they, that was a weird original. Yeah, uh, weird time where they could yeah. have both. Wake up, M. <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I feel like we were just describing his greatest dream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You don't like a movie with scrunts? <laughs> it's just, it's just that's what they're it's, called. It's like obviously, obviously, don't make this. Bryce Dallas Howard. Her name is Story. I know. I've seen the movie. <laughs> That'd be a great what went wrong. That would it? Oh yeah. What, should we just do his career? We probably should. Yeah, because you can't talk about one without talking about. Though all he's of it. come back. What if though? it's an entire season? Well, that's what I mean. Like you gotta like we should do like the. The dive. The dive and the comeback. Because it's like, well, yeah. I mean, his whole career is fascinating. It is. It's utterly Cause, cause shocking. Because he had a movie before Sixth Sense. Yeah. What was it? I can't remember what it's called. And then he like, had She's All That. Did he? What? Yeah, no. he has an uncredited writing credit on really? She's All That. Yeah. That's hilarious. What? Yeah, that's the twist. She's hot. That's the t- <laughs> <laughs> that was his contribution. Yeah. He's like, but then at the end, it turns out she's hot, right? <laughs> yeah, okay, um... Or Michael, as he was called then. I don't know what his name is. I like to see. Funny if he was like Michael Shyamalan. No, it's Michael Michael Knight Shyamalan. Michael Knight Shyamalan. I like to assume he didn't just shorten it to M. 
I like to assume that he demands everyone call him M. Knight all the time, and no <laughs> one does. <laughs> yeah, all right, Michael. No, it's M. Knight. Hey, shut up. It's M. Knight. <laughs> Come, on. Come on, guys. I wrote The Sixth Sense, remember? Yeah, that was fucking 20 years ago. It was 20 years ago now, wasn't it? Well, in a, 2019, it will be. It's 99. Oh, it was a 99. Yeah. I thought it was a 98 for some reason. Either way, still a good movie. Yeah. Man, M. Night Shyamalan's career comes at you fast. You know what else was a good movie? Unbreakable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unbreakable. That was a great movie. Underrated. That's my favorite one of his. Actually, me too. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, you know what was another good one? Bright Lights Beef Jerky. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yes. right. Is that how we get back on track? Yeah, that's how we get back on track. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. This is going to get more off topic before it gets back. <laughs> yep. Um, that accurately describes our podcast often. Very much so. Yes, Us, indeed. Uh, we, we, Greg, Greg and Alan are essentially Chief Wiggum with our ties caught in the hot dog machine mm. throughout mm-hmm. this show. Mm-hmm. I like to think I'm more James Taylor in the microwave. James Taylor? Yeah. You mean James Woods? No. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean James Woods. It's a uh, deleted scene from Deep Space Homer that they just decided to repurpose the different James after the fact. Yep. <laughs> That's my oh, story. Oh, you don't know that Goddamn beeping cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. I'm talking to my oven. Yeah. That's a great episode. It's really good, yeah. Did we do that one already? We did, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Homer and Apu. I don't know where we are anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was season five. That's I season think. five? Yeah, okay. Yeah. That makes um, sense. So we're, we're well on our way to uh, finally wrapping this shit up. Are we, though? No. <laughs> it's no, going to be a while. a long way to go yet. We gotta start churning these out a bit quicker. If the hundredth episode is what I remember it is, mm. then we have a long way to go. No, stop. Oh, what have I done? I don't know. Um, so at the end of the day, <laughs> does um, does this episode work as as a Simpsons episode? Yes. Yep. Of course. Yeah. Of course it works. And it, I think it works as better than just a Simpsons episode. I think it's a really, really good episode. I feel as though some animation in the episode was um, uh, cut corners more than, a, more than usual. Um, such as in particular some animation around Marge at the very end when um when Homer's opening the beer nuts oh the spring snakes where her <laughs> eyes yeah. are closed like yeah her eyes are closed the entire like, time. like like the whole time i feel like they might have ran out of time or something um, i think it's just a flub i think it's one of those things where they that was just uh, the character cell was yeah, like frozen yeah. there and they and didn't think about it until it was already too late there's 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 examples that yeah. I've brought up before of like Bart with weird poses and stuff. And but I also feel like I this episode might have been just a little bit choppier than well, because Matt Groening sabotaged it. Yeah, definitely. He tried, he failed. Yeah, it's still good. <laughs> still good. It, it, it's still good. It's it's um it, it's still very good. I don't. I wouldn't put it on my top ten though. I wouldn't put it in the running for like a favorite episode though. Um. Of all, of all time. Of mean? all time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's not in my top ten either, but but it's yeah. probably high up in the season. In the season? Yeah. 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 Definitely. Well, we'll see where where we end up when we do our final ranking of the season. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Hopefully before I leave for Fort Steel. Surprise. You're doing it to me again. <laughs>
Why do you do this to me? Why do you have a life outside of the podcast, Greg? I don't know. I would really prefer it if I didn't. <laughs> if you would also prefer that, you can support us on Patreon. You sure can. Boathouse Studios. Patreon.com slash Boathouse Studios. B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S. Studios. House spelt the German way. Nailed it, Alan. Whoa, 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 whoa. Is there a numerical in that? <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> If yeah, anybody then. tells you that, they're I a told dirty you two liar. hours ago, no. <laughs> um, so do you want to head over to the reference desk? Because you said there's a lot. The reference desk is packed And today. I didn't see any. So You don't know what you're looking for. References in this episode? I don't it's know. Like, it's like Hollywood. It's filled with Hollywood. All right. Anyway. A Star is Born is the episode title parody. Is that a uh, book? <sighs> <laughs> don't do this. Yes, it's a film. Don't don't it's, ruin the reference desk for me. It's an old film. Yes. From the uh, what, 50s, Can't I Touch think? This by MC Hammer. Of course. Can. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, yeah. meow. And meow, it's meow. like a pig because they're rabbis. Yep. Get it? I do. I keep a suckling pig beside my couch, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that Homer would. <laughs> oh, yeah, a thousand percent, which is the why. The thing that, that doesn't make sense is why he hasn't already eaten it. He's oh, suddenly waiting for well, approval. Just got to well, confirm. He was, yeah, he needed to know that they weren't Jewish. <laughs> He's like, all right, I got my pig ready. Now I just turn on uh, Ion Springfield and make sure nothing tells me I can't eat this. Oh, no, the rabbi said I can't. <laughs> but wait, are we Jewish? No? All right, I will eat it. Exactly. Yeah, okay, okay, then. FDR. Yeah, um, Krusty the Clown plays Franklin Delano Roosevelt. <laughs> Brilliantly. <laughs> In a play... Uh, was it Broadway? Did it say Broadway? No, it was. Uh, it just was like in Springfield. It was in Springfield. Yeah. Okay. Like it was just because that's why they suck. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. that's They're, their equivalent of. Oh culture. right, because that's one of the things that's leading up to the. We, yeah. we we're the worst. Yeah. Their culture is off. Yeah. Look at this, our terrible this, culture. This passes a, for acting in Springfield. Yeah. yeah. Where a crippled man gets up and starts walking and then comments on it and sits back down. <laughs> oh right, I'm supposed to be crippled. Oh. And he mentions Eleanor. Drew Barrymore. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> very funny. Which is a runner-up for my favorite joke, by yeah. the way. What? Mo, I, I love, first of all, this might be the first time we're seeing Moe's house. Yeah. And I love how run down and terrible it is. Yep. And Nothing more than he deserves. The fact that, <laughs> the fact that he answers the Hello? door in his underwear. Like, I don't know about you guys. If I'm hungover, I'm not going to answer the door. No, never. Why would I do that? Never. Uh, Find me a different time, please. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's just like, oh, what? I got to see who it is. Yeah. And <laughs> it's people looking for Drew Barrymore. Like, it could very well be people coming to break his thumbs. Sure. Yeah. So, that's plausible. Like, why would you answer the door? I just love how the how the woman says, sorry, Miss Barrymore. <laughs> they, they first say, are you are you Drew Barrymore? Yeah. You know, not 100% sure. But then he doesn't say no, to be fair. Yep. So yeah. they're just like, oh, I guess it is. And they apologize. They're very polite. What? I'm sorry what? to disturb you while you're hungover, Miss Barrymore. And Mo is a perfect response, which is just, what? Yes. <laughs> That's pretty great. That's pretty great. Uh, Seinfeld. Uh, I'm a big fan of that show. And it always bugged me that the bass riff is not the theme. It's completely wrong, but that costs money. Exactly. I understand it now as an adult, but at yeah. the time I'm like, they got it wrong. Yeah. And Seinfeld was on NBC. Burn them. Hmm? Seinfeld was on NBC. Yeah. Yeah. No way they're yeah, going to yeah. share. Yeah, it was mm. the Peacock for sure. Yeah. No way they're going to share with Fox. Yeah. 
of course, the television show The Critic. Mm-hmm. Jay Sherman is from The Critic. Yeah. Uh, Charles Bronson show. and Death Wish 9. <laughs> Have I you seen this. any of the Death Wish movies? I haven't. I haven't seen any of them. How many are there? I don't even know. Uh, five of Charles Bronson, I believe. They're like rebooting it. At, well, they already With Bruce have, Willis, I believe. it came out. Wait, really? Yeah, it came out. I heard it sucked. Came and went. <laughs> like it's, that's how memorable that shit is. Well, that's... I didn't even realize it came out. You can't, it was with Bruce Willis, right? Yeah, it was with yeah. Bruce Willis, and there's no way you can release a movie like that now without feeling completely tone deaf to the temperatures of the entire world. What's the plot? He's... His family is gunned down, uh-huh. and then he... So he takes the law into his own takes hands. Takes the law into his own hands and kills people with guns. Oh, boy. Yeah, Lots that's, of that's, them. This is the wrong time to release that movie. Yeah, it's the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, wrong place, wrong time. It's like if they released Infinity War five years ago. Yeah, that would just make no sense. Come on, you got to build it up. Yeah. Give us ten years. Ten years. Get hype. <laughs> <laughs> Who are half these people? <laughs> <laughs> Raccoon? What? (laughs) (laughs) There's a raccoon? (laughs) What the hell is this? What is this? There's a tree? This is bullshit. There's a fucking tree and a magic man? I don't like this anymore. Wizards? Where's my down-to-earth Marvel movies (laughs) with Iron Men and Hulks? can only suspend my disbelief so far, damn it. It's very interesting to me that <laughs> the second hero they introduced was Thor. Uh-huh. They went they went balls they went to the wall. Balls to the wall with like the cosmic straight out other dimension. Yeah. yeah. I guess it was technically they reintroduced the Incredible Hulk, but that's like the stepchild yeah. they don't even acknowledge they, anymore. Yeah, they don't really talk about it. Yeah. Anyway, get hype. Liv Tyler doesn't ever come back. No, she doesn't, unfortunately. Flintstones and the Jetsons. And the Jetsons, both television shows. That did uh, Flintstones meets the Jetsons thing. Mm-hmm. And they might live in the same universe anyway at the that's, same time. Yeah, that, there's, yeah. A, there's a fan theory for you that's out there on the internet. But we'll move on. Yeah, that's fine. Because <laughs> Greg seems very uninterested in that. <laughs> if for some reason your eyes lit up, I would have explained it, but <laughs> we don't care. You can find it. Read about it. Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. And his non-union <laughs> Mexican equivalent. Spielberg. <laughs> uh, Schindler. Uh, of course, a real person. Oscar and also Schindler is bueno. Mr. Senor Burns is, is El Diablo. <laughs> you know, a lot the, of I people was hoping, say that. I was hoping to God that you would have picked that 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 quote. The, the uh, Schindler and I are two mine pieces worked, of pot. Damn it! But mine work. I I think that's just, just good lord. That's so funny. It's great Burns. Yeah, it's quintessential Burns. Yeah. Uh, Eudora Welty. Uh huh. Don't even know who that is. Poet. Oh, great. Pulitzer Prize winning poet. Pulitzer Prize winning poet. An impressive belter. Yeah. Yeah. Someone uh, does the guest voice for the belt. Maurice LaMarche. There it is. Who also voices George C. Scott. That's right. Ah. Camus and Sartre. Camus can do and Sartre is Sartre. Oh, yeah. Woody Allen takes a beating in this episode. Oh, he does. Yeah. I I had him further down, I think. Maybe not. Maybe I forgot to put him in, but... He's a he's a neurotic nerd who likes to sleep with little girls. Hey, which at the time <laughs> I didn't realize was based on fact. Yeah, because uh, I didn't know anything about Woody Allen's personal life. No, why would you? I thought it was just, and so I thought that like the joke was McBain was being 
mean in that sense, you know, yeah. like making up this thing. Yeah. It turns out it's just, uh, you know, based on truth. Uh, He's very linear about it, up. but he ain't wrong. Lock him up. No? Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean... Bill then, Cosby might go to jail. Then we wouldn't have all of those that? great movies that he continues to make. Does he He still make one a year? Yep. Is that still a thing he does? So yep. Just stop it. Well, I've always said he's horrible, so... <laughs> I've liked maybe two of his movies. Yeah, ditto. I liked Midnight in Paris. Yep. And I liked Manhattan. Nope. Okay. <laughs> What's the other one you like? I like Blue Jasmine. Yeah, it was okay. I, I didn't hate it. Yeah. But eh, it wasn't my favorite. I just love I love Sally Hawkins, so that helped. Oh God, I have such a crush on her. Yeah. It's from Lady in the Water. Uh <laughs> yeah. She's great in that movie. <laughs> she plays Story. Yeah. <laughs> she plays Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> As Story. As Story. Oh boy. All right, we gotta keep going. I got so much more. Uh Scooby Doo and Jimmy Carter. Those are both things. Yeah. Harvey Firestein. No. He's gay. Uh MacGyver's gay. Yeah, that joke didn't age well. No. But the Not payoff really. does. Yeah. Yeah. The the shot of him uh, in his underwear yeah. hanging from the the eaves. Context yeah. is irrelevant. Anybody hanging from anywhere by their underpants is never not going to be funny. It's brilliant. It's I also brilliant. like the animation of him cowering and and them their shadows coming yeah. over him. Yeah. Um also every, everything about that I I I'll be safe to say everything about that joke works except for the premise. Yeah, yeah, except for just the reference to MacGyver. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. If they had said McGarnagle, and that was the show that they loved, McGarnagle, <laughs> <laughs> then I would have liked it better. But that's yeah. Oh. No one would ever be like, "Who the fuck is McGarnagle?" <laughs> but then you'd have to retcon Patty and Selma, so they were obsessed with McGarnagle instead, instead of MacGyver, MacGyver. Yeah. and that would be downright nutty. <laughs> Uh, Martin Scorsese was going to be a critic, sure was. I guess, or yeah. a, on the jury. I mean, they would try. She had to change it to Homer. Um, the Imperial March plays when Mr. Burns is introduced. Oh, he totally from does. From Empire Strikes yeah. Back. Yeah. Uh, and then we get uh, Hannibal Lecter and Captain Kirk yeah. when they're trying out as Mr. Burns. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Hi- sorry, Dr. Hibbert thinks that the Rocky Horror Picture Show is playing tonight. It Sweet was not. transvestite. Yep. And uh, the Mo Better Blues is kind of a cabaret esque uh, homage. Joel Gray from Cabaret, and the title the is a reference to More Better Blues. I don't know. Is that a thing? I believe it's a Spike Lee movie. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, Mo Better Blues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I do know that. <laughs> I was like, they they technically didn't change the pronunciation of, of yeah. it. They just yeah. changed it to Mo yeah. Moe. So that's why I got confused. Uh, Entertainment Weekly. Is a magazine that Barney's on the cover of. That's correct. Uh, the Pucahontas is kind of reminiscent of uh, Koya uh, Niskatsi. I have no idea how to pronounce that, but it's the one of those like weird documentary esque movies with music by Philip Glass. You know what I'm talking about? There was also there was a couple of them. It's not weird. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's what that's what you were taking of it. It's not weird. How dare you? I directed that movie. Um, Wouldn't that be crazy? That would be. Uh, Madame Butterfly, uh, Pacini's Madame Butterfly, is also some of the music played in that movie. Oh, nice. Classic. Mr. Burns' movie has uh, the Sistine Chapel. 
Sure does. Reference to that yep. in the title card. A Man for All Seasons is a play by Robert Bolt. Uh, it references E.T., the extraterrestrial, as well as Ben-Hur. Uh, of course, we then find out that Barney's film is titled Pocahontas, which is, of course, a reference to Pocahontas, which I believe was coming out that same year. Oh. So it was a weird, like, precursor joke. Mm. Um, but, I mean, it was a real person also. Four Weddings and a Funeral is the uh, Itchy and Scratchy, right? Yep. Four, four Funerals and a Wedding. Yep. And then George C. Scott. Uh, <laughs> Nailed it. And our uh, guest house? Guest house. We have Phil Hartman just pop- popping in for a bit. Kablamo. As the guy who collapses and says... Charlton Heston. Oh, right. It's Charlton Heston. Yeah. <laughs> did they Before get Charlton... Did Mr. Burns get Charlton Heston, do you think? So? No, but it looks but it's, exactly... Yeah, it's it's, it's supposed Simpsons. to be... A, yeah, it's, it's the, the non-union Mexican yeah, equivalent. It's, of, it's the Simpsons version of Charlton Heston. And the non-union Mexican equivalent of Charlton Heston is Charlton Heston because he plays a Mexican in Touch of Evil. Oh. Moving on. <laughs> I'm and glad I learned this. I had plastic bottles back in biblical times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Drink up. Once, Judah again, once again, great movie. I would love oh, to see so the good. three hour cut of that movie. I just love I, his one line. Phil Hartman's one line is you yeah. truly are the king of kings. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah, it's uh, brilliant. Uh, we also have Maurice LaMarche, as mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, who was a uh, regular on The Critic, which is yeah. why they kind of got him to. To jump on this, uh, Nancy Cartwright was on the critic as well. That's as right, uh, and some others, and the rest. But of course, John Levitz we have in the guest house this week for sure as Jay Sherman. Yep, I'm uh, very uh, excited uh, every time we hear Phil Hartman do a small guest voice because that means he's coming up soon. Yes, or and he just finished one, or he just finished. It one. really depends on the production yeah. order. Yeah, <laughs> it really does. But I love how they just intersect him. I just, I just, just love that they, yeah, that they're just like, hey, while you're here, yeah. could you do this quick line? Throw this, yeah, in of course. There. Yeah, yeah, it uh, breaks up the monotony. Yeah, it's great. Gone too soon. Yeah, R.I.P. So, favorite joke. Oh, gosh. Uh, mine worked, damn it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. Adam? Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, part of the part of why this uh, episode ranks so highly for me isn't just the fact that the plot works somehow and is hilarious, but also that this is just the source of so many memorable Simpsons bits that have been quoted and quoted and quoted repeatedly and incessantly for years, and not just by me, although I do that. <laughs> um, yes, you do. Let's see here. Well, on that the, note, uh, while you think about that, because I did want to kind of bring up something that uh, is almost... It's something that the episode has contributed to our society that I now kind of hate it for. Because the thing is, it's a really great joke, and it's been co-opted into culture as just a normal thing now that I just, I hate it now. And I'm talking about boo urns. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This is a fantastic joke. Yes. <laughs> Everyone's saying boo. Mm-hmm. Burns is, you know, all uh, Smithers. Are they booing me? And Smithers, of course, being the lick spittle that he is, of course not. They're saying boo urns, boo urns. Uh, f- crazy. Silly, of course yeah. they're not. Yeah, it's completely no. ludicrous. Who yeah. would believe? No that? one would. No one would say "boo urns." That's like a stupid thing to say. And so then we 
we get the next part of the joke, which is, were you saying boo or boo urns? And they all say boo and throw things at him. That's a great place to end the joke. That's a great place to end the joke. But then they have that extra bit with fucking Hans Mole Man (laughs) dejectedly in his seat saying, I was saying boo urns. (laughs) So like, (laughs) so just bring yourself back to as soon as the movie ends and everyone starts shouting boo. There's Hans Mole Man going boo urns, boo urns. (laughs) And then, and maybe even thinking everyone else is joining him in this yeah, chant, yeah, and then yeah. finding out along with Burns that that's not the case. Yeah, such a great joke. It's a brilliant joke. And what bugs me is that people don't people don't necessarily reference that joke. It happens, but now people just say "boo earns" as a general "boo." Like I see it all the time on social media. Someone will be like, oh, man, boo earns my... No, you, you don't know. know what that means. You mean That means you're saying yay. <laughs> yeah. That means you're, you approve of it. It's just this weird thing that's been co-opted into something that I now detest when other people use it. I still like it in the episode, but it's still tainted to me. Yeah. I think it's one of those things where it's like this was, for a long, long time, uh, ours. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm referencing that as like... As like you walk into it's the that that thing you walk into a room um, uh, and you shout dental plan, right? And they'll so shout Lisa needs braces or vice versa. Um, it's uh, it's that it used to be that mm-hmm. for for Simpsons fans, right? Didn't even have to be a deep Simpsons fan; just have to have a general uh, enjoyment of the show and have seen this episode, right? And it's like boo. I was saying boo earns. That's funny, right? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a quotable mm-hmm. line. It's a really fun line. Um, but like I get where you're coming from because it's like it's it's like it was taken and now it doesn't mean what it meant. Yeah. It's taken out of context and used as just a general and, and not in the sense that like cromulent is used, right? Because people <laughs> I mean the joke with that word is that it's a made up word that means nothing, arguably. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like through context, you can deride that it means, you know, it's, it means good essentially. Yeah. Right. So people can say, you know, oh, it's a perfectly cromulent blank. And that's funny because yeah. that's using the same context as the episode. Yeah. It's, it's good, the same it's joke. You're it's, saying it's, it's using the joke yeah. in its proper context. Yeah. But the, the thing that bugs me at the boo urns thing is people just use boo urns to boo things. Yeah. And I'm like, you like, that's not the reason. That's not why you'd say boo urns. Not why it's funny. It's not why it's funny. And that's what bothers me about it yeah so i'm sorry simpsons writers for creating such a great joke that society has taken it away from you (laughs) and in my eyes ruined it anyway what's your favorite joke (laughs) is it (laughs) uh it was not okay um (laughs) probably just because of the non-stop back and forth delivery and easy quotability especially in an easy enough character to imitate i'm gonna go with mcbain let's get silly (laughs) love it really good. Not, love it. not just the jokes and how terrible they are and how accidentally hilarious they are by being terrible and delivered in Rainier Wolfcastle's hilarious voice. Yeah. The instant hostility <laughs> from the audience. <laughs> <laughs> He's been out for like hey, that really six sucks. seconds. They already start yelling shit at him. And then the <laughs> ultra violence that follows. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that him in front of a brick wall for an hour and a half could cost a Eighty million dollars. Now, I also just love the fact that he, so he says the first joke, like you said, immediate, uh, uh, immediately hostile. Hey, that really sucks. 
which is funny in itself because if ever anyone's ever been to like stand up comedy, uh, amateur stand up comedy, yeah, no one would do that. No. Even like, no matter what, if it's the worst joke in the world, people would be silent or maybe laugh nervously. Well, no one would immediately slow. go, "Hey, that really sucks." <laughs> But this guy does. And then McVeigh takes out a gun and just shoots a bunch of people in the audience, <laughs> theoretically. But then goes into the next joke. And someone, amidst bloodshed and carnage, <laughs> still has the wherewithal to be like, you suck, McBain. And then gets a grenade thrown at him. Like, and the glasses fly out. <laughs> the, fly, the glasses in the chair flying by. That's a, that's a brilliant touch. It's so funny that... Because you'd think after that first thing, everyone would just be screaming and running away. But no, there's there. I'm I paid for this. It's a ninety minute movie. <laughs> well, he didn't shoot me. He just shot that asshole yeah, over shot there. This guy yeah. and her. I hope the <laughs> ending of that movie is uh is a B camera shot at the audience. Like yeah, I hope it's him like like slowly leaving the club. Yeah. And, and like the a, camera a tra- pans. like tra- trailing oh, yeah. along with him. You oh, know? a la taxi driver. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just seeing the bloodshed everywhere. The that would actually be quite uh quite powerful. artistic. Yeah. 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 I really like the, I really like Let's Get Silly. I think it's my <laughs> favorite movie. Yeah. We can uh, watch it as a double feature with a burns for all seasons. <laughs> or Death that. Wish Nine. That'd be great. All oh. triple feature. Let's I do wish it. I wish I was dead. <laughs> yeah. I figured it would be too uh too much of a cop out to just go with that entire coming attractions bit. But really close for me to let's yeah. get silly is <laughs> Charles Bronson in Death Wish Nine. Yeah, that's pretty great. And just I any appearance of Charles Bronson is always fantastic. Yeah. How I about my... some cookies? No dice. So my favorite joke. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I mentioned the runner up. Uh, but my favorite one is also Mr. Burns moment. And it's when he's just talking to Smithers. There's kind of a kind of two beats that I really love, but my specific favorite one is you left out pleasant mm-hmm. <laughs> and then beating Smithers with some kind of baton. Uh, the animation uh, after Smithers gets beat is some one of my favorite little moments, arguably in the background of a Simpsons scene ever. Because his hair is all disheveled, his glasses are falling, and he has this face of like, ah, <laughs> like right, yeah. you know, please don't hit me again. <laughs> but he's not gonna do anything about it, and he just kind of like straightens his glasses and fixes his hair, and then is right back to normal. And I just love it so much. It really captures their relationship really well. That's now that he's cowering, uh, I ought to club them and eat their bones. Oh yeah, that's also very good. <laughs> Thank you, some ogre. <laughs> I think of and, you as and some happ- kind of ogre. Fortunately, he happens to keep a. Beating stick beating at his stick. desk at all he's times, just for such an occasion. Just a he's... stick with an orb at the end. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's made out of an unknown solid. It's probably some sort of a metal. Oh, yeah. It looks metal. Like it's, and it's like it looks a, bronze. Yeah, it hit with bronze. a resounding thud, which, like, it seems it's like really, a, yeah. Like the Foley artist for this was uh, yeah. r- really, really excellent. On point. Yeah. <laughs> and totally out of character for Mr. Burns. He... he he is often just comically weak. Like yeah. when he's trying to beat up the Springfield University guy and he just slumps over him and then passes out on the ground. <laughs> well, that's why I think... Dismember like, the when corpse he, and send the widow a corsage. <laughs> when he beats Smithers with it, that's why I think he's not like, you know, like knocked unconscious or anything. It's just like, ah, please. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> it's more of a mental uh, pain. Because, like, yeah, like it is a beating stick. You don't have to bring down a, a, a bronze rod very hard for it to hurt. So <laughs> I think it's dis- just barely in character. Thud. Yeah. Oh boy. So any hoot. Final thoughts. Um, 
great up. I like it. Yeah, great. It's a great episode. Um, all the controversy around it is for naught. It's, it's silly. It's so it's silly. It's very silly. And the reason I, didn't I brought know about it up, this controversy until recently. By yeah, the, way. the reason I brought it up is because it's such a it's such a big um, part of the Simpsons' golden years. True. It's such a uh, it's a it's kind of a turning point in 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 a few ways for the creative team yes. for the original creative team behind the scenes. Um, well, and it was kind of marketed as a event episode. Yeah, definitely. You know, in, in a very small way, but it still was there. And like, I just want everybody to know if I had my choice, I would not have brought it up because I think it's so <laughs> fucking stupid. But we are an encyclopedic companion of all things Simpsons season That's 1 true. through 10. The so episode more than holds up on its own. You don't have to know it's a crossover. In fact, it might work better if you don't. So don't listen to this episode first. There you go. I'm sure. Well, don't do shit. what You've Donnie don't it. does. I couldn't have made this clearer, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> they, they won't let you have any fun. Um, final word. It's like love. slingshotting it into a cat. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what's your final thought? Sorry. Uh, final thought. Donnie yeah. Don't. <clears throat> right. That thing. Um, love it. Love everything about it. Um, I don't feel that the introduction of the character cheapens it because he blends so effortlessly into the Simpsons universe. Just another great cameo by John Lovitz. A uh, great example of Golden Age Simpsons where the jokes are great, often layered, and come at you so fast that you might not be able to process them all. If this was your first time watching the episode, you'd probably have to go back and watch it again and find a whole bunch of stuff you had missed the first time. Maybe like the flying glasses, for instance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Cheap physical gag, but I love it. I took uh, great joy out of that just because you pointed it out this time. Ah. I, like, yeah, like I, I something that I that I wouldn't have thought about, but like it's very like it's a very nice touch. It's very funny. Awesome, glad to hear it. Um, and also like it because uh, it sort of establishes a precedent with the quick Simpsons vignettes for what would eventually become twenty two short films. Mm-hmm. Totally. I'd have a hard time believing they weren't directly inspired by this episode, and the fact that one great episode could then give us another, I think, really uh, really heightens my appreciation of it. You learn. <laughs> they remember. Watch Two Bad Neighbors and learn. Mm. Final thought? Jurassic you don't Park watch reference. a podcast. Listen to Two Bad Neighbors and learn. Mm. I like this episode. I think it's fun. I think it's got a lot of good stuff. And yeah, I don't give a shit about the controversy. I don't give a shit about Jay Sherman being from a different show. He works just fine in this show. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's more a Simpsons character than a critic character because he's in three episodes. Um, yeah, I agree. And, and I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know how many episodes of the critic were there. Maybe 23. two. Twenty-three. Damn it! Yeah, steamrolled my joke. All right, so. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I also wanted to mention real quick that my favorite joke as a kid mm. that I remember very, very well was, you must be the guy who didn't know if it was a pimple or a boil. And his response of, it was a gummy bear, killed me. I thought it was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I like honestly remember laughing so hard. I, I remember this moment so vividly. I was in my, my grandmother's house in Calgary. This is when I lived in Lethbridge, but I was in Calgary visiting and I was she had taped the episode or my grandpa rather had taped the episode so we were watching it my brother and my sister and I and I remember pausing it rewinding it pausing it rewinding it and over and over and we were just we were it was the time of our lives and now I'm old so (laughs) 
Still funny. Yeah. A joke is still funny. It is. I'm just saying I'm getting really nostalgic and sad about oh. my my grandparents and their basement. So oh, anyway, that's, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. But next episode. What are we doing next? Well, we're going to find out that Fox turned into an art, a hardcore sex channel so gradually we didn't even notice. Didn't even notice. It was because crazy. we're talking about Lisa's wedding. <laughs> You're going to love this. Oh. <laughs> right, am I? <laughs> Aren't you? Isn't this one of your favorite episodes? No, no. I thought it was. No. I thought you really liked it. Uh, no. In fact, I probably am less in love with it than oh. others. I never thought about it that way. Well, I don't like future episodes in general. Let me put it that way. I like the Blade Runner aspect. Huh? Hmm? You mean the Esquilax? We'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> So, e- email us. Okay. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us in any way, please feel free to uh, follow us on Facebook. Uh, we are Two Bad Neighbors, a Simpsons podcast. You can email at us at the Hammock District on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. That or means the number three. You can uh, follow us three. on Twitter at Bad Neighbors Pod and on Instagram at Bad Neighbors Pod. All the things. Yeah. And uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. That always helps. And you can... Just talk to us. That's true. It's yeah. great. We yeah. like it. We do. Um, thanks, Adam, for uh, joining us. Always a pleasure. Come when's, back soon, but not too soon. When's the next uh, Woohoo YYC Classic Simpsons trip? Plug your shit. Plug, plug in our shit. Uh, any <laughs> listeners in Calgary who uh, you know might like the Simpsons, I hope <laughs> there's a few of you. I hope so. Uh, Come come to uh, Woohoo Classic Simpsons Trivia. We uh, run one Saturday a month at Dickens Pub. Uh, located at uh, 9th and 9th Southwest in downtown Calgary. Our next show is uh, Saturday, May the 19th. I won't be here because I'll be out of town, but Alan will return as host with a uh, special guest. That's right. For subsequent shows, you can catch me there. Uh, Find us on Facebook at WoohooYYC. Follow us on Twitter at WoohooYYC. Hashtag time for chili. Right on. Nailed yeah, it. I'll be hosting May 19th. You know what day that is also? Your birthday? You got it! <laughs> Ten friend points. Yeah! You have to be prompted a bit, but you got it! <laughs> so come on down and wish me a happy birthday, and don't give me shots, because I'm going to a birthday party after. I took one squint. I, do- <laughs> I took one squint to guess it was your birthday. I was like, please... Yeah. Please don't accidentally kill Alan on his birthday. Yeah. It's yeah. a lousy present. It is a lousy yeah. present. I want to be relatively sober to get home and celebrate at home where I can get nice and drunk. Nice. Because my bed is really close. And toasted. Yeah. I'm sure. The, the correct drunk, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd also like to uh, continue having a co-host and not have yeah. to find yet another yet one. Yet another one. <laughs> After the untimely death of Shia. I mean, <laughs> missing. I mean, oh. <laughs> this right. podcast is over. Wrap it up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Keep watching the skis.